Alrighty guys, hello and welcome to the Vulnerability Hangover. I'm your host Nikki and this is our emotional support pup Enzo. And yes, we are extremely cozy today in a bundle of blankets in my bed. And yeah, that's just the new theme of this show right now because most hangover days we spend in our bed. So here we go. The <laughs> drink of the day is a new one today. It is a hum pre, no, sorry, my bad. It is the hum probiotic kombucha with zero sugar. This one is the raspberry lemonade flavor. I've never had this one. I've had hum before. I hope that's how they pronounce it, but this flavor is new to me. So let's give it a try. It's a little bit fuzzy. And of course we have to have it in our wine glass. How else would we have it, you know? All right, let's give it a taste, see if we like it. Not bad, but not my favorite. Maybe it'll grow on me. It's probiotic, so it's good for you. All right, and we are also going to be going through our gratitude deck per usual. And let's see what we get today. I'm gonna randomly choose something from the deck and hopefully it is relevant to what we're talking about today. All right, grabbing this one, let's read it. I am grateful that I can learn from my mistakes and then let them go. Is this relevant to what I'm about to talk about today? Kind of. I wouldn't say I really learned from this mistake because I ended up making it again in the future at like 20, but it was a lesson learned nonetheless. All right, friends, let's get into it. So this experience takes place when I was around 15, 16 years old. I believe this was going into my sophomore year of high school. So I had already been expelled from my high school and was doing online schools. So I am going to give a trigger warning with this one. In this episode, I do talk about abuse, mental, physical, and emotional. Mental and emotional, same thing. So yeah, I'm gonna give you all a trigger warning about that. So when I was 16 years old, I had a pretty big friend group. We all kind of hung around each other, did the same old thing. We all smoked weed. We all were experimenting with drugs. The person that I was with or that I ended up getting in a relationship with was in this friend group, kind of. He had dated one of the girls that was in the friend group that quite honestly, did not like me. But that's another story. But he was friends with one of my best guy friends. That's a little bit of a backstory. And I met this guy originally on Twitter because back then Twitter was one of the bigger social medias to talk to people on, to talk to mutuals on. Facebook was around, but I preferred using Twitter and I think a lot of our friends preferred to use Twitter as well. So I had 
chatted with him a little bit on Twitter, but I didn't meet him in real life until like six months later because he was in a relationship for one and he lived in a different town and was going to a different high school, ended up dropping out. Not really sure what the backstory was with that. Anyways, I was also in a relationship with a different guy. We ended up breaking up, I believe, this summer that I was expelled from my freshman year of high school and then me going in a sophomore year and doing online school. So I was single for like a couple of months and then I ended up hanging out with that group of friends and we all met up at a Taco Bell because there was a Taco Bell by the high school, which was pretty close to my house where I was living at the time. Met him there. We ended up chatting a little bit more. And the reason why him and I ended up really getting to know each other was randomly, I think I was at a party or something like that. And all my friends were going to someone else's house. And I didn't want to go to their house, so I had them drop me off over at his house. And I ended up staying the night there with him. I can't remember if we started being in a relationship at that point in time. I don't think we did. I think we ended up getting in a relationship like a couple weeks later. But the first day that I ever hung out with him was like literally the night that I stayed the night at his house. And sorry mom, if you're listening, I did stay the night at a guy's house when I was like 16 behind your back. I was a rebellious kid, what can I say? Like I mentioned, we both had gotten out of relationships and so I wasn't necessarily looking to get into another relationship. We ended up getting along pretty well so we decided to get in a relationship. And when you're at that age, I feel like it's easier to just jump in a relationship and you don't really audit people or anything like that. This guy was to be quite blunt, a huge loser. He was not going to school. He had absolutely no ambition. He dropped out of high school and was quote unquote getting his GED. He was like 17 years old, going to be 18 years old, didn't have his license, didn't even have his learner's permit, and he didn't have a job. So all he did was sit at home and play video games all day. Looks like we have a guest joining us, Willow. I don't know if you guys can see her, but she's at the foot of the bed hanging out with us. She's giving us a little extra emotional support today, I guess. And that's no hate to the guy because I understand at that age, you don't really know what is going on with your life or what you want to do, but at least put in a little bit of effort and show you're a little bit ambitious. He did have his own childhood trauma. His parents were divorced. He didn't have the best home life. And he was being raised by a single mom. So I know that that can be pretty difficult. But that still doesn't excuse his behavior for what he eventually did in the future. So there was a lot of red flags at the beginning of the relationship. One of them being like he wasn't very ambitious. Like he didn't want to do anything really with his life. He played a lot of video games. He was super irritable and angry. And I don't know if that's something that happens when guys play video games a lot is they get super irritable and angry all the time because of how violent the video game is. But that was just the understanding that I was under. From my experience, every guy that I've known that plays video games 
a lot, is like very irritable and angry, and he was one of them. He also smoked a lot of pot. At that age, your brain is still developing, and I know that's when a lot of people will start to smoke weed, and even I was kind of smoking weed at that time, but still. So that could have been part of it too, but another red flag was he was dabbling in a bunch of pretty minuscule drugs like pain medication, triple C's if anyone knows what that is. I'm pretty sure it's like cold cough and flu medicine or something like that. So he was willing to like do almost any drug that was put in front of him. I never saw him do too hard of drugs but I definitely saw him dabble in drugs that I wasn't doing at the time. So that was probably a huge contributor to his mental state. Like I had mentioned before, I had just gotten out of a really long relationship and to be honest, I was not the best girlfriend in that relationship. I was pretty wild. I did cheat on him a couple of times, which wasn't good and I'm not proud of that. I just overall was not a good girlfriend. So I was fully convinced that getting out of that relationship this next guy that I was dating was literally my karma and he probably was because this man was fucking horrible. I, I don't even want to say this man, this boy, because he was a young guy, was fucking horrible and all of my friends knew that, my family members knew that, they all didn't like him, it was just a terrible start to a relationship. So one of the first experiences I had with him being physical with me was I was hanging out at his house and he was wanting to play video games and normally I was pretty okay with that. I would just hang out with him, watch him play video games, maybe take a nap, but at this time I wanted to actually like go out and do something like maybe go on a walk or like go to the corner store or something. So while he was playing video games, I decided that I wanted to kind of distract him and sit on his lap. And I thought I was being playful and cute, but apparently he did not like that whatsoever. So when I sat down, I sat almost like facing towards him sitting on his lap. And he had like a computer chair that he would sit in front of, in front of his TV. And so I put my legs through the little armholes of it and he absolutely hated that because I interrupted his video game. He immediately went violent. So he shoved me off of him. He shoved me off so hard that my fake nail broke and I believe is on my right hand. It completely broke off my fake nail. I think it even broke off part of my natural nail as well. But what happened is when he threw me off, I kind of took him with me uh, with the chair and pulled both of us to the ground because of the way that he shoved me and then my nail hit his TV stand and that pissed him off even more because I basically like took him down, interrupted his video game and that was just not something that he wanted. And by the way, his sister and mom lived with him at the time, so I have no idea how they didn't hear that interaction happen and they didn't intervene with it, but whatever. I just kind of like sat on the floor and didn't really know what to say. Obviously, I got really upset and I started crying and he lived in a different town, so I couldn't just like go and walk home. I didn't have a license at the time, so I couldn't just drive home. 
my dad basically was the one that was driving me back and forth or or I would ride the bus but I didn't have a lot of money at that time because I was only working part-time like maybe three days a week and so I couldn't just get up and walk away and leave I basically just like sat on his stairs cried a little bit and I was like in shock and I had no idea what to do I was way too embarrassed to even like text any of my friends that could drive to pick me up I honestly didn't know what to do that was the first incident he ended up apologizing to me and saying don't worry this will never happen again I'm so sorry normally I'm not like this I was like okay weird whatever obviously it wasn't something that i ever forgot about but i definitely was kind of under the understanding that it probably was just a one-time thing unfortunately it was not a one-time thing another time this wasn't a physical altercation but it was more of a verbal altercation and it was in front of one of my friends which was pretty embarrassing as well one night i was staying the night at my friend's house and she lived in another town as well and it was quite far from where he lived so i believe he rode the bus over to her house and she had her boyfriend there as well my mom had dropped me off and she didn't know that my boyfriend was there but we were all hanging out and her boyfriend decided that he wanted to do triple C's, which is the drug that's like the cough syrup, cough flu, whatever type medication. And at that time, you could literally walk into the store, steal it, and go. You didn't have to get a prescription for it or anything. I never did it. She never did it. It was just the two boyfriends that decided to do triple C's. That night, like, obviously, we stayed the night with her and they were on drugs and whatnot and he said that it was kind of like affecting him a little bit like he felt like a little bit high but it wasn't anything like smoking weed or being drunk he more so felt kind of like relaxed and a little woozy so that night him and I were like kind of fooling around a little bit and we were trying to you know have sex and he couldn't get it up and i was like okay don't worry about it like we don't have to have sex he was fucking angry about that he blamed me for the reason why his dick was not getting hard he was calling me all these names he was saying i was so fat and i was not fat at that time i've always been kind of thicker booty wise i've talked about that in past episodes but I was not fat by any means. He was super skinny, but he was like just a tall, lanky dude. Compared to him, I was a lot more thicker. And so that like really made me insecure. And also around that time, I was kind of struggling with my body image as well. So that didn't help whatsoever. And I remember like just being super, super upset and telling him like this isn't my fault like it's your fault that you took those drugs and now you can't get it up i ended up sleeping in my friend's room that night in her bed with her friend and he was fucking pissed off he ended up trying to go to sleep or something like that and what i didn't realize is i left my i believe it was an ipod touch in the living room and at the time I didn't have a smartphone or anything like that I just had the iPod touch so it would only work if it was connected to internet <clears throat> because you could like use the internet on that and that was back when 
a lot of people would use those text-free apps or different apps to message people or instant message each other. So the reason I'm explaining this is because I had used a text-free phone number to text um, one of my ex-boyfriends and that was pretty stupid of me. I shouldn't have been texting my ex-boyfriend in the first place, but I was just profusely apologizing to him, saying like, I am in the shittiest relationship ever, like I'm definitely getting my karma, and I feel absolutely horrible for how I treated you, and my boyfriend ended up reading my text messages. He went through my iPod and went through those messages, and he pulled me out of the room, out of the bed, while the other girls were sleeping, and he was, like, bitching me out. It was super embarrassing because I ended up waking up my friends. I can't remember if he ended up leaving or not, or if he ended up riding the bus home, but I do remember the next day he apologized for everything and blamed everything on the drugs and, like, apologized to my friend and her mom and I was just like, okay, whatever. I shouldn't have done that. It was my fault that I was messaging my ex-boyfriend. I shouldn't have done that. My ex-boyfriend didn't even reply to those text messages. I thought it was like my fault and I wasn't doing anything inappropriate with the ex-boyfriend. I literally was just apologizing to him and being like, yo, I really got my karma. My boyfriend knew that I had cheated on my ex, so he was just like under this understanding that I was going to cheat on him as well, which I guess I get it, but I never cheated on him at all. Another reason why he was like staying the night at my friend's house with me and her boyfriend was because he was afraid that I was going to cheat on him with her, which was completely not the case. Her and I were like really good friends, but she had a boyfriend and she was not bisexual or anything like that. So he had nothing to worry about, but he was constantly accusing me of sleeping with my girlfriends and he even hated a bunch of my friends who he knew were bisexual. And the only reason he was able to find out if they were bisexual is because he would poke and prod at me and accuse them of being bisexual when I didn't even know if they were or not. We stayed in a relationship. We fought quite often. It was more so on his part. I am not the type of person that is verbally abusive or physically abusive. I literally will shut down if someone acts like that and like not talk whatsoever. I think that's called stonewalling. It's just kind of a defense mechanism, especially growing up with a parent that is constantly emotionally abusive and yelling at you and doing all that kind of stuff. So whenever he would yell at me or call me names or throw things, I would just shut down. I wasn't even ever able to react because I knew that if I did react something even worse would happen or we would break up and honestly I was really afraid of every situation. Eventually I ended up getting more and more depressed. A lot of people were noticing. I was losing a lot of friends. He was isolating me. He wouldn't let me hang out with friends without him. I wasn't even allowed to have guy friends even if he was friends with them. One of the guys that I was best friends with and I've always been best friends with was one of his best friends and I wasn't even allowed to be in the same room as him 
because he would just accuse me of cheating on him. I was constantly walking on eggshells and living in fear. So whenever I wasn't with him, he was always accusing me of cheating. And most of the time when I wasn't with him, I was grounded. My parents would take my phone away from me and whenever my phone or iPod or whatever was taken away from me, he would blow up my phone. And eventually my parents started catching on to the way that he was and they were like, he's absolutely not allowed to come over to the house and we don't want to be taking you over there. So if he wants to pick you up, then that's fine. He can pick you up, but he's going to have to drive you back and forth. And of course, at the time, he didn't have his license, so there was no way for me to go back and forth. I ended up I ended up getting a different job, so I was making a little bit more money. I would use that money to go and ride the bus and go over to his house, so he didn't have to pick me up or drive me, or his mom didn't have to pick me up and drive me. She was a very sweet woman, but unfortunately, she struggled with alcoholism, so a lot of the time, she was under the influence, and she could not drive me. And honestly, like, I didn't know her very well so I felt really bad asking her for a ride. A lot of times I would just ride back and forth from one bus to the other and obviously that racks up a lot of money <laughs> but that's just how it was in this relationship. Going into the summertime I believe we had been dating for like a year or six months or so and his family had a annual family vacation where they would go to the beach and go camping and I was obviously invited to that. I was invited to a lot of his family functions and I got to know his family really well. Everyone was super awesome. I got along with everyone and I was super excited because my parents never took us to do a bunch of vacations and never really took us to go camping. So I really wanted to go camping with his family. So my parents were pretty strict and I had been able to go stay the night with boyfriends at a place as long as there was parents present, but this time was a little bit different because we were going to be staying in the tent, so I basically had to lie to my parents and be like, we were not staying in a tent together, but we actually were and we had his dad who basically puts together this family vacation talk to my dad with his stepmom and basically was like yeah don't worry they'll be in separate tents and it's just a family vacation so we'll keep an eye on them there's no alcohol nothing like that you don't have to worry about it we all get along and have a really good time and it's only going to be for a couple of days so my parents agreed and they were like yeah you can go on this camping trip it might be a good experience for you since you've never gone camping before and so we loaded up into his uncle's van and we all went to the beach to go camping now there was more than just his family that was there. There was like neighbors that had grown up with them and that had gone to this family gathering, step families, uh, families who were divorced that come together. So it was a pretty big gathering and we had a huge spot at this camping ground. And it was honestly a lot of fun, but there were a couple of times where he would get irritated in front of me and he would ignore me and one of the ladies that was there I believe it was his uncle's neighbor started to catch on to that so she started to keep an eye on me and was like just checking in with me and one night him and I got into an argument because he wanted to go and smoke pot with his cousin and I didn't want him to smoke weed and I was being kind of controlling 
and I told him, like, if you smoke weed with your cousin, like, I'm gonna have to break up with you. Like, I just can't put up with that stuff anymore. You're super lazy and unmotivated when you smoke weed. It was, like, one of the arguments that we had a couple of times, and it was super frustrating. He ended up walking away, leaving me at the campsite by myself with this group of people who most of them were strangers and they went off to go and smoke weed so I was super upset I can't remember if I was crying or not I think I cried a little bit and the lady that was like kind of keeping an eye on me was like um I just overheard your conversation I also overheard him yelling at you the night before in your tent and I just want to let you know like you don't deserve this if you don't leave this relationship it could be get worse and you deserve to be treated better than that and she just kind of gave me a heart to heart and she's like I've known this guy for his whole life and he's not a good kid like you deserve so much better and that was the first time someone had really brought up to me I recognize that you're in an abusive relationship and you need to leave I didn't really put two and two together that I was in an abusive relationship I think because I was raised in kind of chaos that I just kind of felt like oh this is normal people fight a lot and it that's just how my life's gonna be. After she had told me I overheard you guys arguing, that was super embarrassing for me. Later that night, him and I had a talk and I brought up to him, you know, like other people are hearing the way that you are treating me. I think that we need to break up. I really love your family and I care a lot about you, but I just really feel like we should not be together. And I also mentioned that what he did really hurt my feelings. Kim just going off with his cousin and all that stuff. And when I said that, this guy all of a sudden flipped a switch, became an actor, and started crying. And he's like, I can't believe that I would hurt you. I never wanted to hurt you. Crying over the fact that I was like, you hurt me. And he's like, I never wanted to do something like that. I'm so much better than this. I need to treat you better and blah, blah, blah. What I know now, that is like the classic abuser tactic to loop you back in. So I ended up comforting him even though he had tormented me throughout the day by ignoring me and treated me like shit and in front of everybody, quite frankly. I ended up comforting him and being like, no, don't worry about it. It's fine. We can stay together. Like, we just need to work on things. Also on that camping trip, I started getting really close to his grandmother and his grandmother, unfortunately, had been diagnosed with cancer. She was one of the sweetest humans I have ever met. Same with his mom. And she talked very highly of everyone. So I also kind of felt like I needed to stay with him because his grandma was dying of cancer and you know I was starting to get really close with his family we decided to stay together and after that camping trip situation his grandma ended up getting super sick and one day his uncles called me and they were like she passed away if you want to come see her. that was one of my first experiences being older with death before then death had happened in my life but it wasn't with someone I was really close with like my family is not super close when extended relatives would pass away it didn't really make me feel anything so hearing that she had passed away was really hard for me because I really looked at her as like a grandmother to me even though I know I only knew her for a short period of time but she really accepted everyone 
in as family so obviously I went over there everyone was crying and everyone was like super upset but she had passed away super peacefully so I went in there and held her hand and you know prayed over her just really was there for the family I literally had gone from work over to his house just to comfort his family and he wasn't really affected by this death, which was super weird to me. So I was more so comforting like his family members and stuff. And like I said, I was like really close with everyone. That just ended up drawing us a little bit closer. And so I felt like we kind of created one of my first trauma bonds. A couple days later, they ended up having a funeral. I was there for that. It was really hard to see everyone mourning over her, but I felt like, I was starting to create a family that I didn't really have, even though this guy that I was with was such a piece of freaking work. In that time period, his mom ended up unfortunately getting foreclosed on the home that they were living in, so they had to go move into a different part in the same town, but it was a, even further out from where I lived, but luckily there was just a bus stop right around the corner. I ended up helping him move into that house. Sorry, I totally skipped over a huge part of this relationship on accident. I can't remember if it was before we went to the camping trip or if it was after the camping trip, but one night him and I were talking and he was like, you know, I can get my hands on some pretty good LSD if you would want to try some psychedelics. I had never done psychedelics before. I had done other drugs before that were kind of psychedelic-y, but um, I had never gone through like a real big trip experience, and I didn't know how it would work because I was on different types of antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications, but eventually he was like able to convince me to basically do LSD for him and stay the night with him. Now, my parents were very strict like I had mentioned, and this was not one of those experiences where we were going camping or anything like that, so I had to come up with like a big elaborate plan of how I was going to stay the night at his house and do drugs and all that kind of stuff. So I had my mom drop me off at a friend's house and stay the night with her, and basically what I did was just stop in at the girl's house, say hi and bye, and when my mom left, I hopped on the bus to go to his house. And from there, we did the LSD. At first, I started with half a tab, and then I ended up just doing the full tab, and then he did, I think, one or two tabs. I honestly blacked out throughout most of the trip, but we did LSD in his room, and it was like a super weird experience because I don't remember majority of it. But one part I do remember was towards the end of our trip, I walked downstairs and basically confessed to his mom that we had been doing LSD and she was pretty shocked because at that time she hadn't seen me very often going in and out of his house or anything like that so that was the first time I've ever really like spoken to her and like confessed stuff to her. He walked down and he was basically just like hey you know what's going on and she didn't think he was on anything but she knew that like I was on something like he was able to keep it together a little bit more than me and when I was on these drugs obviously when everyone's on these drugs you feel a little bit more connected to people so emotions are a lot more heightened feelings are a lot more heightened and I remember 
feeling this like nice, warm, comforting feeling around his mom. So I remember feeling super comforted by his mom and I just had this automatic feeling to like lay in her lap and she completely allowed it. She was like a super sweet person and very maternal feeling. So she just like played with my hair and she's like, it's going to be okay. Like, do you guys need anything? And we're like, no. So we basically just like hung out with his mom and his sister. And I got along with his sister super well, who was living with them at the time. And we just talked about like different celebrities and it was really fun. I felt like I was able to um, connect with them a lot more on that level. And that was before they had been basically kicked out of their house. Moving forward to when he was living in this new place with his mom, he started to get a lot more physical and more demanding, like he wanted to have sex a lot more, which was fine, like at that age you're kind of like hormones going crazy, you want to have sex a lot, but there were a couple of instances where he would force me to have sex with him and I would eventually give in because he would just guilt trip me. He started doing uh, LSD a lot more frequently, which I don't know if that really affected anything with him, but it definitely changed his personality a little bit. And he started talking about a lot more obscure things and it was starting to scare me a little bit. He also started smoking weed and feeling a lot more anxious, so I think he took a break for a couple of months from smoking weed, but he would just continue to play video games and get argumentative with me. I remember one day, this was another one of the first instances where him and I got in a argument, and the argument was I wasn't going to give him my phone even though I had nothing to hide. I didn't want to give him my phone because I knew that he would try and find something on my phone to get angry about. I basically sat on my phone and refused to give it to him, so he took one of my bobby pins and flicked it at me, and it poked me in the eye. It didn't harm me too bad, but still, like, he threw something at me nonetheless, and I decided that I was going to leave and I was going to go to one of my friend's house. This friend I'm going to have on my podcast later on so she can kind of talk about some of these experiences that we've had together regarding him but right now I'm going to talk about certain situation that she was privy to I guess you could say so I ended up going to her house and I did end up telling her and her mom like the situation of what happened and I remember her mom being like Nikki you know I've been in a relationship like this it starts with a bobby pin and then it just gets pushed further and I was like, yeah, but it's just a bobby pin. And she's like, still, you need to keep an eye on this type of behavior because this is not normal and this is not a good relationship for you. You're so young. There's so many guys out there. That was the second adult woman that said something like that to me. So that really affected me. Me and this friend hung out like almost every single day. She was also homeschooled. So... We would basically just sit there, hang out together, take naps, like eat food. Eventually my boyfriend got even more jealous and would not want me to stay the night at her house without him. So one night her and I were like hanging out. He insisted on coming over with me this one night 
and I cannot remember for the life of me what we had an argument about, but he decided to throw quite literally an adult tantrum in front of my friend and honestly me and her thought it was hilarious we kind of were like making fun of him and he got so fed up that he stormed out and walked away earlier her and i had gone to victoria's secret and got these cute little boy shorts because it was like the seven for 27 deal or whatever it was at the time and we got matching underwear which had like a cute little thing on it so like i mentioned earlier <laughs> the big social media platform at the time was, was twitter her and i posted a little pic of our hips with the cute little saying on it on the twitter and i remember he had subtweeted us or something about us being whores or something like that and it was blatantly directed at us and we just thought it was really funny but there was another couple situations that ended up being physical it did end up happening like my friend's mom said he got in an argument with me one day i finally got the courage to get up and leave and he threw his computer chair at me the leg of the computer chair hit me on the right side of my ear i still feel like my hearing has not recovered from that experience and it hit me so hard that it threw me into the wall and left a huge hole where the other leg of the computer went into how his sister and his mom didn't hear it i have no idea literally the next week him and i got in another altercation i didn't start getting physical with him he actually was the one that started getting physical with me and the argument escalated to the point where I was trying to leave the room, his room, and he was blocking the door for me. So I literally used all the strength I could muster up and pulled him away from the door, like literally like throwing him by his teacher onto the ground and left. And I had forgot that I left my overnight bag in the room so as i was running down the stairs he took my zebra print backpack and chucked it at me while i was walking down the stairs me and the backpack started rolling and luckily that time his mom had witnessed the situation and she sat us down and was like what the fuck? why are you guys in a relationship this is not healthy like what were you thinking and i would just remember crying and being like i don't know what to do things kept getting worse it was more and more frequent where he would have these outbursts eventually she had convinced me that i needed to break up with this guy and i was like yeah i'm gonna break up with him so it was around like christmas time that i told him like hey i don't want to be in a relationship with you anymore and he did not take that lightly he literally threw a freaking huge fit he blew up my phone and he was like you can't leave me or i'm gonna you know unalive myself and at the time you couldn't really block a phone number the only way that you could block a phone number i think was by calling your carrier and i didn't want to get my parents involved with this eventually like he just kept blowing up my phone and blowing up my phone and you know calling me on all these random phone numbers through like this text free app and at the time i had just gotten my wisdom teeth removed so i was on a lot of drugs too and my parents kept hearing my phone go off and i shared a room with my sister at the time and my sister had told my parents like nikki's boyfriend or whatever is like not leaving her alone and she's telling him that he needs to like stop calling her so my parents barged into my room they took the phone from me and they were like you absolutely can have no no more contact with him anymore 
and you are not allowed to contact my daughter and if you do we are going to go to the police and he flipped out on them he was like calling them names and he hung up on my parents and then he kept calling back and like they kept answering the phone and arguing and arguing going back and forth and obviously I wasn't feeling good just got my all four of my wisdom teeth pulled and I was in a lot of pain and it was just making things worse and eventually things blew over and one day me and that friend had hung out and we hung out with a guy that I liked. He had found out that I was hanging out with this guy and he contacted that guy and basically called me a whore, said I was cheating on him and accused me of a bunch of stuff. So that guy got like really freaked out and was like, oh, sorry, like I can't see you anymore. Like obviously you have a boyfriend and it got really weird between him and I. And then I contacted my now ex-boyfriend and I was like you need to stop calling me we are broken up this is done we are no longer a thing you need to get over it and so for a couple of weeks he I think got the hint and stopped contacting me but then I guess he had noticed that I started seeing someone else because I had posted something to my Twitter or something like that eventually he started blowing up my phone again and blowing up my phone again and my now new boyfriend at the time because i had moved on like within i want to say like a month or so he was like what the fuck like why does this guy keep calling you and i'm like i don't know do you want to answer and he's like yeah i'll answer and this guy that i was now dating was a lot more chill he was a lot more laid back and he was like dude stop calling her she's told you that she doesn't want to be with you anymore my parents were way happier to see me with this new guy because he was just all around way better. For a couple of weeks, he stopped blowing my phone up. Every once in a while, I'd get like a text message from him. It'd be from like a random text-free phone number. Really freaking grateful that my parents took my phone that one day and were like, you need to stop seeing this guy. We're gonna put a huge halt to this because this is clearly toxic. Because if it wasn't for that situation, who knows where I would be at to this day, who knows where that other guy would be at to this day. I'm sure there are a lot of things that I'm leaving out, not really intentionally, but it does have to do with a lot of other people that were involved with these situations. Like this guy was not afraid to flip out on me and reprimand me in front of other people majority of the time. Eventually I'll have some guests on and they will talk about their experiences with me and this guy, um, but for now that's basically all of the story of how I was in an abusive relationship and it was one of the first abusive relationships I was in and unfortunately it was not my last. My other abusive relationship that I was in is something that I don't feel like I'm ready to talk about. I feel like I need to you know, work through it in therapy a little bit more, but I will definitely open up about that relationship as well in the future. Um, but I'm going to leave it at that. I know that was kind of a lot to take in and quite the story. I really appreciate you guys for listening to this episode and Hopefully you can learn a little bit from my experience. Anyways, I am extremely grateful for my friend's mother and that other lady who really pulled me aside and talked some sense into me because I feel like that gave me a couple more resiliency factors that I needed to muster up the courage to leave that 
relationship obviously my parents had a big part in that as well yeah what I really learned from that relationship was seriously what my friend's mom said it starts with a bobby pin and it just escalates from there if you or a family member or a friend or anyone you know is in a situation like this I highly highly suggest you contact someone there's tons of organizations that take in women and children who are in these specific situations that I annually donate to through my social media company and it's called the Raphael House of Portland and they take in uh, women and children and I really really strongly encourage someone to seek help if they find themselves in that situation and I don't want to compare my situation to other people but I feel like in the grand scheme of things mine was pretty small especially because I was just 16 years old and I felt like you know this is just a part of my life and I just have to kind of go through it but I'm very happy to say that that left a little bit of mark on me but not enough to completely traumatize me for the rest of my life. Unfortunately I have been in one other abusive relationship which I don't feel super comfortable opening up about that one yet so uh, when I do you guys will be the first ones to hear it obviously there is stuff I have to work through in therapy regarding it but I really appreciate you guys listening to this episode and tuning in my next episode is going to be a extremely heavy one so I want to warn you guys about that now tune into that one that'll be my last solo episode before I start bringing on guests and I've already interviewed a couple so I have a couple of them loaded up and once I start having guests on I am going to try to have weekly podcast episodes out for you guys once again i really appreciate you guys listening please make sure to like rate review and subscribe share with anyone who you think would like this episode or would like this podcast in general i will catch you guys in the next episode thank you so much for listening okay love you bye